Hello. I have missed you guys. It has been a minute since I have filmed or recorded, and I don't think I have taken this long of a break in between two episodes. So I am excited to sit down and actually make something that is good quality rather than putting random subpar episodes out for you guys. So let's get into it. Today's topic is very fun because it's something that um, I don't think you can actually master. And I'm definitely learning about it right now, but it's still something that I think all of us have to struggle with at some point. And if you aren't, then you are. You're just not realizing it, and then you're probably not doing what you need to be in order to succeed. Okay, when I think of self-sabotage, I think of that TikTok that's like, uh, well, if it's not the consequences of my own actions, like, you do something to ultimately, like, screw yourself over, whether that be right away or in the future, usually it's in the future, or something that, like, is built up and it's just little things in, like, instinct type of things that will ultimately kind of screw you over. Um, we honestly do this so often I catch myself doing it and I'm like okay why why are you acting like that like why literally why are you acting like that like why are you doing that you know it's like not good for you for example playing sad music okay don't get me wrong but nine times out of ten like okay it's great if you need that that little cry sesh and then you can just go back to like your life but nine times out of ten It just puts you in a worse mood than you were in before. I don't know. At least that's what I feel like. If I start playing sad music, maybe didn't even feel sad at first, but then after, I will. And then maybe I'll even cry. And I'm like, okay, why did I just, like, put myself through that when I wasn't even, like, needing to be sad in the first place? Like, why did I just make myself feel that way? It's self-sabotaging. You did that to yourself. But, like, we all do it, you know? (laughs) Um, another one is I'll start tomorrow. A lot of people do this with going to the gym or like diets, stuff like that. Like, oh, I'll start tomorrow. Like this is my last day. And then that's just delaying it further. And it's just sinking you deeper and deeper into this hole. So it's going to be harder to get yourself out. But like, I'm saying this from a standpoint of like, we all do it. It's a little bit inevitable, but I think there are ways to like, really pinpoint if you are actually doing something that's sabotaging you. Okay, one of the most prominent ways that people will self-sabotage can be seen during change or the lack thereof. Like if someone knows that they need to make a change and they're too scared or I don't know, maybe you are wanting something else with your life but you are familiar with what is in your life right now so you kind of just settle. Change is uncomfortable. That is a whole topic in itself. And I thought I did an episode on it, but I looked up, I looked back at it and it was make failure comfortable, but not make change comfortable. So maybe I'll do like a whole little series on that. But honestly, like this is a lot about change because there are a lot of ways to ultimately like fuck it up and like mess things up for yourself if you are not allowing the change to happen, if that makes sense. So change as I was saying, is uncomfortable, but you are uncomfortable because you are not familiar with your situation. So once you become familiar with it, 
you're not as uncomfortable anymore, therefore that uncomfort is temporary. How I try to think of it is that the comfort in change is knowing that the uncomfort is temporary. Does that make sense? I don't know. I've been reading this book. Well, basically, okay. (laughs) Here's my little rant for today. Basically, life has kind of been shitty. Like, I will be straight up with you. Life has really tested me within the past, like, two months. Uh, Hence, honestly, like, why I haven't been sitting down and talking like this. Um, And, oh, also, I forgot to mention, the third episode that I was supposed to release with Sam, I looked back at the footage and it had like a ring to it and I can't get out. So we're going to have to redo that. And honestly, like we could elaborate so much further on that. So Sam, I will be hitting you up to redo that. But yeah, so that's why there's this isn't a part three for the financial or for the independence ones. But anyways, as I was saying, these past few months, I've grown. I've grown a lot but it's uncomfortable. I am feeling myself changing in a good way, but I'm still changing. Like, I'm not, I'm stepping out of who I used to be. That sounds so deep. Like, I'm literally not doing much, but, you know, I hit this kind of low, and we all have been there, and it sucks, but that's when the breakthroughs kind of have to happen because you're like, well, shit, I'm at the low, so what am I supposed to do now? It's a blessing in disguise, but if you intervene with your growth in between, then it wasn't a blessing. It's more of a curse. I'll get into it, but it's just like you really need to analyze your outside influences when you're going through something because you don't want to fuck it up. It's so easy to mess up personal growth. Because there's been a lot going on, I've just been very overwhelmed with a multitude of things. My anxiety has gone through the roof like I've never had worse anxiety in my literal entire life that's a topic that I have to talk about at some point because it's literally on my list of things that I want to talk about but it's like I don't know what I'm doing so I'm not going to be talking about it if I don't know what I'm doing but because of my anxiety I have been having heart problems and that sounds like so major but I don't know why and I've gone to doctors about it and it's scaring me because Just the fact that my thoughts alone can have such an impact on my literal heart is ridiculous. But on the other hand, you have to think of it holistically. If if there's some sort of problem right now, what are you doing that is adding to said problem? And what are you doing that is helping said problem? So in my case, I have coffee every day. It is known that caffeine is bad for anxiety. So I'm like, okay, well, if it's not the consequences of my own actions, like I can't feel bad for myself moping around like, oh, I'm so upset that my anxiety is so bad when I'm like downing coffee at the minute. Also pre-workout. I have heard that pre-workout is bad for your anxiety, but I'm, I don't know if mine is because mine's natural, but that is also a factor. For a lot of people, when you're anxious, you struggle to eat which is very common for me. So I won't eat because I'm anxious, but I'm anxious because I'm not eating. It's counterintuitive. You're screwing yourself over. And then overworking myself, I will just be go, go, go from, oh, like on Monday, I had two midterms back to back, had to clock in for work, had like some career event, went to the gym and needed to finish 
my resume and stuff and the whole day I was like why is my chest hurting so much and my apple watch will literally like buzz at me and be like what is going on with you like why is your heart rate 180 like it it's I've been having really strange problems and like have been going to doctors about it because I'm like scared obviously because it's literally like my heart and so ultimately when I started to realize that my thoughts literal thoughts unconscious thoughts in my head were causing problems in the most vital organ in my body I was like okay we need to switch it around like something needs to happen there I mean there's not a solution for problems like these in general but I think I would recommend to just start small and take little steps so I was feeling lost with my career and so I was like okay well go to events network learn as much as you can organize your career stuff whatever I always get like anxiety about finances I don't know if that's with anyone else like I'm okay financially but I I don't know I just get nervous and sometimes I think I'm spending too much or sometimes I think I'm just letting my money sit somewhere and like not doing anything with it so I was like okay I learned about stocks invested in stocks I invested in a Roth IRA and now that's going to be growing so now I feel like I don't know that small change of putting it doesn't matter how much but putting money in stocks made me feel financially more secure and same with the Roth IRA because your money will multiply not multiply your money has an interest there's a rate where your money is going to increase stocks is kind of hit or miss it depends I mean I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna be a finance bro right now for you but I mean a Roth IRA is like a retirement fund so that does have an interest rate so i I don't know, doing something with my money that doesn't make me feel like it's just sitting there definitely helped. Life right now is very unknown for me and like confusing and it's really annoying, but like that's just how life is. So that's just the outlook that I had on it. So I, you know, had a little breakdown as everyone does and had one day where I just got all my emotions out and figured out how I was feeling and then let myself like feel bad for myself, moat for myself, whatever for one day. And then the next day I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, what do I do about it now? I'm not going to continue with this whatever sad party. That's how I've been dealing with a lot of things. Like ever since I remember, actually that's so false. I think more recently when like certain things, I don't know, some things in life will have such a shock to you that it could like send you in a depression for weeks months years whatever and it sucks and so I think with what I've been given it's not that insane it's just important to not okay I'll get into that whatever so basically the human brain is trained to resist the unknown because we know that when things are unknown we don't have control and we love control that's just our nature we're programmed like that it's kind of hard to change something that we're so accustomed to doing but it's what you have to do in order to be the best version of yourself because if you're not changing then you're not growing if you're not growing then you're not the person you should be does that make sense so I started reading this book because I was like okay what am I supposed to do in order to go to sleep because I was having sleeping problems and I still do like whatever and so I started journaling and reading to get my mind off of things And the journaling aspect is more so getting everything in my head on the paper 
And I specifically like to do it at night from what I've learned because then I can tell myself like there is literally no reason for me to be thinking about this right now because it is on paper in my journal. So why is it in my head right now? It doesn't need to be in my head right now as I'm trying to go to sleep. And so thinking about it like that, it's like, okay, my thoughts can temporarily sit in my journal for now because they're there. Like I wrote them down. I just thought about it. So why am I thinking about it now? And then the reading part just gets me tired. Like, reading just gets me tired. And so I've combined both of those into the little practice that I do every night. And it's been helping me sleep. So it also helps me feel like I'm putting in a routine every day to feel better about my situation and the uncertainty in my life. Yeah, so I did start reading this book. I have literally plowed through seven books within the past few months and... If you know me, you know I don't really read, so that has been great, but I did get this book called The Mountain Is You, and it's all about self-sabotage and how to stop it, so if this is really a problem for you, I recommend this book, and if you don't have it, come find me and I'll give it to you. But this is a quote from the book, we are programmed to seek what we've known, even though we think we're after happiness, we're actually trying to find whatever we're most used to. That's just how we think, and it sucks, but we need to change it, and that's the hardest change that we need to make is in the mindset. If life gets to the point where it's truly too hard to handle alone, don't be afraid to rely on friends and family and resources and therapy and medication and whatever. Don't be afraid to, but also know that there's a healthy balance between all of them. So don't be afraid to go to your friends and Tell them about your problems, but also know when to stop and when you maybe need to lean into a therapist because you don't want to be burdening 24-7 with your friends and family. And then also know when I have a problem with this. Like, I rely on myself too much to fix myself, which is like, okay, there's too much going on in your head. Like, you need another outside source, but I, like, struggle to talk with my friends and family, so... And I don't have a therapist. That's something that I need to work out. You can't just have one outlet that you go to. There need to be multiple outlets. And the outlet that I have right now is myself and that's like not an outlet. So yeah, I need to work on like talking with people as I'm literally talking in a microphone by myself. Jail. (laughs) Yeah, I would recommend and am literally trying to get a therapist as we speak, but therapy for those who feel like you have people, but you don't want to burden them because they're trained to not feel burdened by their clients. So wake up and be excited for how you can progress through the change and learn and grow. This isn't necessarily about just change, but making sure that you are waking up and you're in the right mindset for what can I do to progress out of this funk rather than, oh, I'm so upset I'm in this funk. Which one do you think is going to get you further? You tell me. List the positives coming out of whatever change, situation, problem, life. I do this in my journal. Try to do something every day to work towards where you want to be. Let's say your problem right now is that you're on your phone for too many hours a day. This is just a small problem. I know you guys have a lot more to deal with than that. But for an easier example, let's just say that. So what did you do today to help? You woke up and you took the first 30 minutes and did your skincare and brush your teeth instead of going straight to your phone. You maybe 
Another day, charge it in another spot in your room instead of right next to your bed. Another day, cut 30 minutes out from your daily limit or whatever. You know what I mean? Just every day try to do something. And it can be so small, but make sure that you're writing all of these and make sure you're writing just how you're proud of yourself for doing that as well because I think we just forget sometimes to actually process that life is hard and we need to give ourselves that gratification that we're getting through it. Not about the phone thing, but in that example. Along those lines, stop feeling sorry for yourself. I read this quote. I don't remember where I read it from, but it said that if everyone was in a circle, everyone in the world, and we all put our problems in the middle, and someone said, okay, go and pick out the same amount of problems and then go home, everyone would run and grab their own problems and leave. Why? Because everyone is fighting so much more than we can even comprehend. So our problems look comfortable, as I was saying before. So you would grab your problems and you would leave. There's always a worse option. Don't forget that. Don't sit in your feelings for too long. As I was saying before, take time to understand how you're feeling and what is like triggering you in this situation. How are you feeling and why are you feeling the way you're feeling? whether that be a positive or negative emotion, and then acknowledge what is like benefiting you and what's not benefiting you and then snap out of it. Figure out how to solve that feeling instead of just sitting in it. Don't rush the process of whatever is happening in your life and use this time for growth, for healing, for self-improvement, for whatever you need, but be careful with outside resources because a lot of them... Are a little toxic okay so when you get hurt you get a big wound on your knee let's say you slap a band-aid on it or even like duct tape let's say you put duct tape over your fucking knee and you expect it to heal like with no scar or anything and you want it to heal quick you just literally stick duct tape on it and expect it to heal well it's not gonna heal you're gonna scar because you're not putting any sort of neosporin on it and you're not treating it. You're not taking care of it. So what do you do when you get hurt? You put a band-aid on it. You put a cushion underneath there, whatever. You put ointment on it. You treat the wound. And then your chances of healing without a scar, your chances of healing without a scar are much more likely if you treat your wound rather than stick a band-aid on it and shut your eyes. (laughs) Stop complaining. Everyone does this. Like, when I am talking to you like this, I'm talking to you like this because I know that we all do it. I'm not superior or whatever. Like, we are all guilty of these things, but stop complaining. Your problems are valid, and the way that you feel is valid, and you need to feel what you need to feel in order to heal. But don't forget that there is so much worse. Like, not to invalidate how you feel, but you could literally be, like, without a bed and food. And I know that's so extreme, but, like, as I was saying before, you have no clue what other people are facing, and, like, if you had to face what they had to, you wouldn't want to. One of the most eye-opening things that you can learn about someone is watching them react to something bad that happened to them. There are so many aspects that you can observe, not only about yourself, but Uh, just about a person in general that say so much about their emotional intelligence. 
How do you cope with change and problems? Do you wallow and feel sorry for yourself? Do you cover it up and expect it to go away? Or do you slam yourself with work all the time? Or do you move on with someone else too quickly? (laughs) This type of thing reminds me of hide and seek. My dad told me this story of when he was younger. He would play hide and seek what's up I forget maybe it was like a nanny or something and he'd shut his eyes and just stand there and because he couldn't see himself he thought that she couldn't see him and she was like that's not the way hide and seek works that's not the way life works like you can't just shut your eyes and expect to vanish from the world like you can't cover up your problems and expect it to go away a very common example of this is like when people break up and someone immediately is dating someone else and is very quickly moving on it says a lot 99% of the time it says a lot about maturity in my opinion and emotional intelligence like you have a void in yourself so you're looking to fill it with someone else which is so toxic Sam and I talked about this in our other episode but for not even relationships just in general it's toxic to rely on another person to complete you as a person Like, no relationship in life, friendship, marriage, fucking having a dog. Like, nothing, no relationship with someone or something should complete you. It should complement you in life. Just when they don't process their emotions, they won't heal. And if you don't heal alone, that is literally like like the knee example. It's like getting a wound and it's just as it's about to scab, some other person comes in and rips the scab off. And you're like, what the fuck? Now you have a wound that is going to be more painful and it's going to scar more because you didn't leave it alone because you needed someone else in your life to fill your void or something in your life to fill your void. Oh, okay. So I was looking back at this book and this was this is a good quote. Healing requires you to go through the full expression of every emotion that you cut off and buried when you decided you were no longer comfortable with it. Healing requires you to face every ounce of darkness within you Because just beneath what appears to be an impermeable barrier is complete, radical, total freedom. When you are no longer scared to feel anything, when you are no longer resisting any one part of your life, something magical happens. You find peace. I think the biggest change, for me at least, is the mindset change. Because, as I was saying earlier, I am a chronic overthinker and it keeps me up at night. It's giving me literal heart problems like it's becoming such a big problem and at one point couldn't go a day without an anxiety attack or a panic attack couldn't go a day without my apple watch telling me that my heart rate's like skyrocketing Uh, i couldn't sit by myself and think like i i couldn't just be by myself in my own head because it was so scary there it was such a scary place i thought i'd share just how i've been progressing a little more So let's say, as I was saying earlier, you, uh, let's say you're self-sabotaging because you are saying, I'll go to the gym tomorrow, whatever. You can literally make a decision and go to the gym rather than self-sabotaging your thoughts. Like it was beyond what I could think I could do to literally manipulate my thought into being something else. Like it, it was beyond measure for me. And honestly, it's hard to think that you can change what is so automatic if that makes sense. And it's still really hard, but I have found that your brain is on autofill. 
So when you think something so frequently or when you react a certain way so frequently or do something a certain amount of times, your mind is storing every single one of those away so it can remember next time and go to it like a file. And it'll pull out the file and be like, okay, she reacted this way last time. She said this last time. She thought this last time. So let's think this again and again and again and again. So recognizing that can allow you to turn that autofill off and be like, no, I don't want to do this right now. I want to put something else in there. Like if you're doing a Google search, I don't want to look this up. I want to look up something different. And then when you do that so many times, that'll become your autofill. That's something that I'm learning right now. It is a work in progress. Also, recognizing that a certain thought or action is not what you should be thinking or doing and then changing it to something that you should be thinking or doing. So, for example, I think everyone's mad at me all the time. (laughs) Let me think. She's mad at me. I did something wrong. I did something to make her mad at me. So, that's my initial thought. And then you change it and go, okay, well, what did you do wrong? Who told you you that you did that? And what evidence do you have that says that she is mad at you and when you're asking yourself these questions you're realizing that you don't have the answers to them so you're like okay right so that's not an actual thought that I should be having so carrying on and leading into that recognize when a thought is actually valuable rather than just an instinct so you can't control some thought some things will come into your head and you're like okay like you can't control does that make sense you cannot control some things that enter your head sometimes like it just is what it is but you can recognize when that thought is actually a valuable thought or if it's just hurting you like overthinking for that example she's mad at me you can recognize okay that's not valuable because I have no evidence to it so like I'm moving on a lot of the ways that we self-sabotage have to do with what we think of ourselves and the value that we put on ourselves so for example limiting your potential thinking that you can't do something say thinking that you can't get into a college or can't get this job that you're uh, that you're not even going to apply for I mean stuff like that that's why we have reach schools and that's why we have those risks sure even if we have a slight chance of succeeding we might as well try right I mean at least looking back at my life, if I didn't think that I was good enough for USC, I wouldn't be here. Therefore, my whole life path is changed because I didn't limit myself. Arguably, I might have already limited myself. I just don't know because it didn't happen. You know the saying, aim for the moon and you'll reach the stars or some shit? I mean, that's honestly true. You'll never know what you're capable of if you don't try. So thinking that you're not good enough or that you can't do it, what is that? Like, what type of thought is that? Take that out. Along the same lines, practicing self-love will decrease the amount of self-sabotage you do. I feel like that's such a broad term, but what I mean by that is leaving things that aren't for you, like a job or a profession, a friend, whatever, house, like whatever makes you unhappy, leave. If you continue to mope about it, then no one's going to have pity for you because you can leave. I mean, it's scary, but if you want to be happy, then leave, you know? Making your life yours because it's yours and no one else's. If you are currently on a path because of other people and you're relying on other people to make those decisions for you, I do this a lot. I'm very indecisive and it's really hard for me to understand how I am feeling without any sort of outside influence because... For some reason, everyone wants to give you their opinion on everything in your life, so it's hard to really pinpoint how you actually feel. 
But it's important to do that with major decisions like life because what if you sit back and you're like, okay, I'm in a profession that I don't like because my dad wanted me to do this. He kind of forced me into this profession. I, for this is an example, but I only went to the school because they have a high acceptance rate. I don't even like it here. I married the wrong person because my friends loved him and my family loved him, but I don't know if I did, you know, like just make sure that your thoughts and your major decisions are your own and no one else's. Another note with people, once you love yourself, trust me, that is a shitload to take on. Like that is a major topic in itself that maybe I can talk about later. But once you love yourself, you're not going to put up with other people's shit. You're not going to take their disrespect, but it's really hard to even notice the disrespect when you're insecure with yourself. I feel like everyone can think of that one relationship where one party is so controlling and one party isn't good for the other party, yet the other party is just there. I don't know. I There are a lot of relationships that I look at and I'm like, why are you staying? Why are you staying? But then you have to kind of understand that you're blindsided when you are not secure with yourself and normally that happens when you're so used to being codependent on someone else that's why it's important to take time alone in your life and to not always be looking for something to fill a void whether that be a person or a I don't know a drug or drinking or making sure that you're always around friends because you can't think alone you know that's important very important And you can't expect people to treat you with respect if you don't even respect yourself. That takes time. (laughs) Just self-love in general takes years. And I think that I am pretty much there, which I never would have thought I would say about myself. But moving on. You cannot control what happens in your life. And you'll see at the end of the day that that was there for a reason. Like, I don't regret anything in my life. That's just how I go about my life. I don't think that regretting something will do me any justice because it's like you can't change the past. You can learn a lesson from it, but I like the way that my life unfolds and I wouldn't want to change that because then that would completely alter the way that life is going for me. So I believe that everything happens for a reason. But anyway, you cannot control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. So if something is really tough on you, you can change that around or you can improve that so drastically just by your mindset. Have you seen the experiment where that guy had two eggs and put them in the same environment and he would talk negatively and talk down on one of the eggs but then would positively uplift the other egg? At the end of the experiment, one of the eggs was rotten and one of the eggs was completely fine, which is like, how does that even work? But clearly words matter. So if you're going to be talking with your mouth and thinking, then think positively because clearly there's a difference in how you age or at least how you feel. So like, why would you think negative? So that's how you can change how you react to it. Just think positive as much as you can in any negative thought. At least I have been trying because negative thoughts just come. You can't really like some thoughts just come, but When I get a negative thought, I immediately change it into a positive one, or at least I'm really trying to do that, and that's been helping me. Something that has been (laughs) really a struggle for me because I do overthink, so I look into the past, present, and the future way too much. And I've learned that there is a healthy balance between the past, present, and future, and the majority of it is on the present. Most of the time, when you're thinking about the past or the future, it does nothing but harm you. 
So just try to be in the present instead of living in the past and trying to think back and reevaluate everything. I catch myself doing that all the time when I am thinking back and wish I did something else or like wish something else happened or like whatever. Wish it didn't go the way it went. And I don't regret anything, but when I do have times like that, I see that as rather than, oh shit, I wish I could change it. And then just sitting there and being like, oh, poor me. I think of that as a growth in that the person I am today would have done something differently than that past version of me. And with the future, there's a balance because at one point you need to be thinking about your future in order to have a steady growth and progression into like a career or something. If I didn't think about the future, <laughs> like if I didn't if I don't think about my midterm this week and if I don't prepare for that future, then I'm screwed. So, I mean, there's a balance between preparing for the future and overthinking the future. This is such a work in progress right now, but I don't know. I think that most times I'm I stray away from releasing podcasts that I'm not extremely familiar with and I feel like this is one of those topics where I'm like, okay, fuck, I have so much work to do in this category, but also I've learned so much in this category and I've been progressing in it, but it's definitely not complete. Stuff like that takes time. I don't know. I think that no one's an expert at life. Hopefully that helps a little bit with how to at least recognize when you're self-sabotaging yourself and each person is different and each person copes in different ways with what life throws at them. But taking a minute to figure out why you are feeling the way you are feeling and why you are reacting the way you are reacting and if you are reacting in a healthy way, taking those steps is vital for growth and vital to not have this circumstance again. If you have a scab on your knee, you got to let it be alone and you got to not touch it and you have to heal with it until it grows again or else it's going to scar. That's like if you have a wound on your leg, you can't just cover it up and expect it not to scar you have to treat it and heal it and then to lessen the scar and the scar would be like the result or the aftermath of said circumstance and I honestly don't think that there's like an ultimatum or a final ending to this episode because this is something that everyone does both consciously and unconsciously but I do think that there are ways to move on from self-sabotaging thoughts and actions But the first step of that is recognizing those thoughts and actions, which is really tough because you have to sit down and you have to be very honest with yourself and you have to let yourself feel what you need to feel in order to heal and grow. But also not wallowing and being somber and making your problem or whatever thing in your life overpower you and letting it distract you from other parts of your life. That's also a way to self-sabotage. Don't let this circumstance steer you in a completely different way. Like, at the end of the day, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Literally, everything is going to be fine. We are on a floating rock. (laughs) But actually, taking a minute to think about what you've gone through in your life that either could be similar or could be much worse, which is probably much worse, or just the multitude of things combined that you have had to deal with in your life make you realize, okay, shit, like, I'm not really weak. I'm kind of strong, and I, I kind of know that I'm going to be okay. Does that make sense? Because everything's going to be okay, unless you don't address what isn't okay. Because then you're just prolonging your screw-up. I urge all of you 
to try to think of some self-sabotaging behaviors that you may engage in. Everyone has them, but it's a matter of if you're brave enough to face them in order to be happier in life and to really combat what, honestly, I had been pushing down some things in my life for years, which has made it really tough. But I can tell you that this has helped me grow tremendously and I love myself more than I ever have before, which, (laughs) holy shit, I never would have thought that would have come from my mouth. But it's because I'm finally gaining an understanding on why I think the way I think and why I do what I do and how to stop unhealthy thinking and what I need in life, what I don't need in life. Like, I'm learning so much about myself that it's like, I want the best for me. And I want the best for you guys, which is why I'm telling you to look into your self-sabotaging behaviors because at the end of the day, the only person that's there for us 24-7 and is never going to betray us is ourselves. But if you really think about it, we kind of do betray ourselves with certain behaviors, but we do want the best of ourselves. So try to fix those little subconscious things and actions that are hindering you rather than help you. Know at the end of the day that the way you are feeling is valid and okay, but you have to process the feeling in order to heal from it. And then you have to figure out, okay, how do I take the next steps towards what I actually want in my life? That's the first step. And that's the backbone of actually making progress towards the life that you really want. Just know that you're not alone if you have thoughts or actions that are self-sabotaging because it's ultimately something that every person in the world goes through. And we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you all put Neosporin on your wounds tonight and let them heal and don't play sad music and go to the gym today don't start tomorrow (laughs) i'm done with this episode okay bye guys